you've heard of Death Stars and cute droids, as well as interstellar travel, but Death Cab for cute E and transatlanticism? This week, we're covering the album Transatlanticism by Death Cab for Cutie. Hello there, Mike. Oh, hey, hello there to you, Josiah. Hey, hello to the listeners. Oh, hey, hello. Welcome, everybody, (laughs) to the podcast. This is How Star Wars Is It? It's the only podcast, and we rate things on a scale of 1 to 10, not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. That's right. We compare... Any topic, and ultimately every topic, as evidenced by the fact that last week's episode was about farmer's markets. <laughs> yeah, we will uh, do anything. We're going to get to everything. We will. Um, and we're, we're rating it on a scale of 1 to 10 of how Star Wars it is, meaning take everything Star Wars, all the hashtag content that yeah. the Disney Corporation creates under the Star Wars banner, and of course all the Star Wars that existed before Disney's acquisition. We're talking movies, we're talking books, video games, comics, uh, the, is there anything else? Television shows. Um, all of that mm-hmm. Star Wars stuff, you take all of that and you boil it down on the pot, in a, in a pot on your stove, down to a, a nice, thick, hearty Star Wars chili. It's all coalesced. It's in the great Star Wars melting pot. Mm-hmm. And that is a perfect 10 out of 10. That is the distilled chili bowl that is Star Wars. And we're comparing things to that standard. Yeah. And this week we're doing a thing that we've we've been doing more of lately and we're both really yeah. enjoying it, I think. We're yeah, doing we another album. Another album review this week. This week we're going back to a classic. Mm. What Let's year, see. Mike, did this, this come uh, out? This was the fourth studio album by D- uh, indie rock band Death Cab for Cutie, released on October 7th, 2003. Yep, that sounds about right. Um, so right on. between episodes two and three of Star Wars. And that was what they said when this album came out, right? That's they right, were like, yeah. we wanted to make sure it came out between episodes two and three. Right. They, they were like, this is our Clone Wars album. This makes, this album makes the most sense. Actually, if you play it during Clone Wars, it syncs up. That's right. Yeah. The whole TV so- show. Yeah. Now, this album yeah, yeah, has yeah, a not- runtime of like 45 and a half minutes. So like, was- that's like two episodes of the show. So you do have to just keep repeating it. <laughs> Another like- classic <laughs> example of me calling Attack of the Clones Clone Wars. Oh yeah, um, yeah. No, sorry. I, I, meant, I, the, I, I meant because it's between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, it it syncs up with the Clone Wars sure. television show. What if it's the shorts? The oh, Clo- the Tartakovsky one. Because how long are those total? That's like two I hours, right? I think all right? in, yeah. It's like two hours. So that's closer to the we, right amount of time. Well, I know what one of our film commentaries is going to be is. watching watching the Tartakovsky Clone Wars micro-series while listening to Death Cab's Transatlanticism <laughs> like three and a half times over and trying to say, like, it's just it's just dead air for minutes at a time and then we go, oh, wow, yeah, this this kind of lines up. Oh, that was up. good. That was good. <laughs> Did you hear that? That swell? That swell uh, along with that like action sequence? That worked really well. Uh, yeah. And then it's just quiet again. 
Yeah. For about three minutes. Like Mace Windu is punching a robot with his fists, and it's like, I've got a hunger. <laughs> Twisting this robot into nuts. I, well, now, now we got to do this. <laughs> now we got to do that. Damn it. I don't even know how Dirge, we're going to Is that that guy's that. name? That fucking jousting robot with the like squishy know. arms? You're the one who would know, I Mike. I think it's Dirge. I think that's right. Dirge sounds right. Um, but we're covering Transatlanticism by Death Cab for Cutie this week. Yeah. And this is the fourth thing of content that we are recording tonight. Yeah, we did a Patreon. We did an episode. We did another Patreon. And now we're doing this. And we're feeling kooky. We're feeling fun and loose and By fresh the way, and friendly. Children, you need to find us on patreon.com slash how star wars is it and give us five dollars a month because later this week you will be hearing the two of us develop a children's storybook idea that we're both kind of serious about. Yeah, pursuing. that we're actually kind of serious about and a little bit excited about yeah. actually Sounds pretty good. Boy, oh boy, if we could become best-selling authors and then just rest on the money coming in from that and just do uh, this podcast and that's our job. That would boy, be a dream. That would be a dream. I'll take it. Don't mind if I do. Now, um, this is... Uh, I, I think people... Um, you, know what, you know what? Never oh, mind. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I, I, I'm saving that for later. Okay, I think people call this like the definitive Death Cab album. Yeah, it's got a lot of the classics. Like in the way that like like you might say, you know, the definitive Pink Floyd album is The Wall, even though like Dark Side of the Moon is probably my favorite. And maybe it is the definitive. But the like thing that it's like, this is going to be on their fucking obituaries, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what are even the other albums? You know, like well, I'm trying to remember. Well, Plans is the one that has "I Will Follow You Into the Dark," which is probably their Classic. most known song. Um, and and for a long time in in yeah, my yeah, yeah. like white boy high school days, that was my favorite of these two. I kind of only know these two albums, and then I know um, "Narrow Stairs" and "Codes and Keys" a little less. But like, I don't know much prior. To those, and I don't know much in the more recent years either. There's this like indie emo sweet spot in the early aughts that is yeah. like just that's it, keyed in. That's where I found them was because of my older brother who like was really into like CD culture. Sure. Back then, you know, it was like yeah. a whole thing. Yep. Like there was a CD store called CD Planet, and you would go every like week to see what the new releases were, and like everybody was like keyed in and super like um like kept up with like the new bands and everything. Yeah. And this was also like pre slash right around the same time as Napster uh, and yeah, everything. Yeah, like downloading. So right. like you could, if you had the right computer and know how, you could download a lot of stuff. But it was more like with my brother and his friends, everybody was just trading CDs. Yeah. So everybody had everybody's CDs, burnt copies of everybody's CDs. So we had like burnt copies of Death Cab for Cutie. And he was like into the sort of early on indie emo. Like in my mind, I always think of Death Cab for Cutie, Dashboard Confessional, and Jimmy Eat World all in the same like... Yeah. Oeuvre, yeah. Even though they're all relatively different bands. Yeah, right. Because for me... Those are all like 2000. Let's see what year would that have been? 2003. I was in sixth grade. There you so go. that's like, yeah, there we go. It's like, that's 2003 for me. Are those like those three bands? Um, 
and this album being one of them because I remember a lot of these songs were, were ones that I that I heard a lot of from my brother because he would drive me to school and he would pick me up from school because he was he's um, like five years older than me so when I was 11 in sixth grade he was just old enough to drive me to school yeah that's that's good older brother music culture age difference oh it really is it's the perfect amount because yeah. and it also was perfect because he could drive me places yeah, yeah so he would like drive me to school and pick me up after school and we go get a 42 ounce dr pepper from from uh mcdonald's and back then this is crazy mike back then at our mcdonald's you could get a 42 ounce dr pepper for 42 cents holy shit and with tax, you just needed two quarters. <laughs> and you would get like a penny back. Yeah, wow. It was insane. That's really something. And then they eventually stopped offering 42 ounces, and you had you could only get 32 ounces. And then they went up to being a dollar, and we were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then nowadays, everything is so expensive, and it makes me want to cry. <laughs> but anyway, that's like, the, that's like maybe the biggest price disparity thing I can say is like, I remember when... A forty-two ounce Dr Pepper was yeah, only right. forty-two was cents at McDonald's. One penny per ounce. One penny per ounce back in the old days. Yeah, yeah. But that just all that all those memories are like very wrapped up in this album and this time period of music for me. It's all very much like in the passenger seat of my brother's car, driving to school, driving home after school. It's yeah. all very much that time. Yeah, man. This this for me was. I think I probably adopted it more uh, uh, wholeheartedly in college. So that's to say like 2009, 2010. I think I had this and plans as like things I listened to. Um, but at the time I was like far more head over heels for just Ben Folds basically all the time. Right, and, right, right. Uh, and then eventually I like really came around to... You know, I knew I knew the Death Cab hits and I knew a couple other songs, but this one is to me like a I, I'm this way, I think, across the board with albums is like I tend to try to listen to an album in its entirety as an event. But, you know, we recently covered The Fame by Lady Gaga. That's a bunch of hit pop songs. Yeah. And they don't require you to listen to all of them in order as sequenced on the record. You know, like no. it's it's no, not. No it's not going to make or break the experience. Whereas this, you know, like the, the very opening sounds of the first song are the closing sounds of the last song. So like, if you had mm. this like two in a row, like two records in a row, it would sound like it's just constantly looping, which is something that they do in Pink Floyd's the wall. <laughs> very cool. Um, so like it, it is to me, it's going to be tough when we get to our game segment where we go song by song and give it a rating, a smash or pass. It's going to be hard for me because I couldn't even tell you the names of all these songs because I just listened to it as one piece. <laughs> I know I had to write them all down earlier today while I was listening to it. Yeah. But I do have all of my smashes and passes already listed. Oh, hell yeah. I, I don't. I probably should have done that. But um, this is also a shortish album. It Only is 40, shortish. It's like 45 minutes. Yeah. Not very long at all. Now, How many it songs? Is, it is like a concept album about a long-distance relationship, which, you know, climaxes in the middle at, at Transatlanticism, the title track, which is like talking about i mean the the it is it is like sort of dorky of a like exactly the right age straight white guy talking about the yeah. poetry of death cab but it is like 
beautiful. No, it is. It uh, is. I was. I was. Here. Here's. Here. Let's talk about it. Because like I was worried when I listened to it today that it wasn't going to hold up and be good. Yeah. And that I was going to listen to it and it was going to be like this is just so of its time. Yeah. That it's that it's like I that that, that I would be able to appreciate it for its value of what it contributed to culture then, then. yeah but then I, that i wouldn't really appreciate it for being good music right now in like the year 2022 but then like the very first track started up and i was like the new year that's yeah. a pretty good opening track big yeah. and then every song that hit really hit for me there were definitely some passes for me okay like we'll talk about them during the game segment yeah when we do that's, Smash that's why i'm gonna have a hard time because like to pass a song in this album is to sort of like it's like you read chapter one of a book and then you read chapter three yeah you know like Which, well i needed to true. read chapter two because that was like character development <laughs> but but if you're listening to it on the bus on the way to work that's like sort of how i was operating on a smasher pass like yeah. like a system where i was like because i was listening to it on the bus on the way to work and i sure. was like what do i want to listen to yeah, uh, right, right. of these songs like which ones are really sticking out to me and which ones aren't as much and yeah. There's one thing really I do want to point out about here. the production of this album before we get into it, because it's one of my favorite little pieces of music production and and also transatlanticism trivia. They use the oblique strategies cards in the production of this, apparently. Are you aware of that thing? Uh, no, what does that mean? So there's this guy, Peter Schmidt, who worked with Brian Eno mm. uh, of Roxy Music and producer extraordinaire, produced the the, the kind of definitive critical darling david bowie albums um and everything he's produced everything he 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 wrote the like windows 95 startup song of course that's only like a second and a half long or whatever anyway they have these cards like physical like 2.8 inches by 3.5 inch cards it's like a deck of cards that each one has a um an oblique strategy written on it. What what that kind of means is here. I'll read the Wikipedia. Each card contains a gnomic suggestion. I don't even know what that means. Neutral, generic, or universal question or suggestion, um, which can be used to break a deadlock uh, between band members or a dilemma in a creative idea. A mm. few are specific to music compositions. Others are more general. For example, use an old idea. State the problem in words as clearly as possible. Only one element of each kind. What would your closest friend do? Uh, let's see. What? Ask your body. Try faking it. There are things that are just like... Interesting. Divorced and agnostic from any actual content. They're like, what if you stood on your head? Yeah, and well, it just forces do? you to think something different, and maybe what you think is like, well, I know that's what I don't want to do, but <laughs> right, like they, right, right, they right. use those, uh, you know, Brian Eno used them a lot in production, and and Death Cab apparently used them in the production of this record. Now, what are those called again? The oblique strategies. Cards. Oblique strategy cards. That's um, very interesting. Google that for later. I've just like always thought that would be like a fun thing to have. Now, I I never get to a point in a creative project where I have like some kind of creative block because I uh, have ADD. And if I ever have creative block, I just start a new project. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, But you, you can hear a lot of like strange sounds in this record that like, aren't inherently like, Oh, that's a guitar playing there, you know, like wispy, like 
Yeah. Like that it's like I don't know what I'm listening to. There's some there's some stuff too that's just like and this is not it's not on the same wavelength or like production wise, but there's some there's some stuff in here that's like very rock and roll. Oh, totally. Like Sound of Settling is a pop rock song. Yes, totally. And then others are like we had to play like two or three notes for three minutes to get like vibe across before we did yeah. the next song. <laughs> <laughs> we had to say the same line about, uh, I don't know, 37 times yeah. in order for you to really get it. Man, I I know what you're talking about and I'm very excited for when we get to smash your pass for that particular song. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have, some, I have some takes. They're not that hot. There's mm-hmm. like... I think a lot of this album is really good. I think some of it is a little boring, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Like, dude, I I fucking live for a big old boring album. Yeah, like some <laughs> a, of this like, album, sad, longing, boring album. <laughs> some of this album is like reading a book, and it's <laughs> it's it's kind of like I don't know. Do I want to read a book right now, or do I want to listen to a song? Totally. And then some of the songs you're like, I'm listening to a song. Great. And then you get to a song and you're like, "Ah, we're back to the book again. What's the book saying? What's the book say? I don't even know anymore. Because it is like concept album ish. And there is like a story to it to an extent of like this relationship. Um, And it does. You do get lost in the wash. You you could get lost in the wash a little bit if you're not entirely keyed in to be like, what are we listening to? What's going on? You know how like Twilight isn't about anything. It just happens to include a vampire and like he's dating a high schooler or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like that's that's the like on paper what the premise is. Like a girl falls in love with a vampire or whatever. But like the book itself, or I haven't read the book, but I've seen the movies. It's just like, it's all kind of blue, but nothing yeah. really happens the entire runtime. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This and I is have... that. How Twilight is it? Oh. I think. Uh, it's very Pacific Northwest. The it feel is. Of it. Yeah. It's I don't very know if that's forks. Where, I don't know if that's where Ben Gibbard is from. No, yeah, they are. They're, he's from Seattle. That tracks. It um, feels like Seattle. Yeah. Remember when he um, married Zoe Deschanel? Uh-huh. How do you think that worked? She's married to a property brother now. Yeah, like, isn't she? Huh? <laughs> like, huh? is that marrying <laughs> up or down from Ben Gibbard? I, don't I can't know, decide. Man. I mean, I can decide. It's it's absolutely a down from Ben Gibbard. I mean, his me? his like whole fucking musical brand is like sad about relationship problems. So like, yeah, I can't I can't see him having like. A, a like fairly public marriage and have it go well. This is what I want to know about famous people who get together, uh-huh. who don't have a um, organic way that they got together. Right. Like, for instance, this is just an example. Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar worked on Scooby Doo together. They that's how they meet. Right. That's how they fall in love. The rest is history. They're still married to this day. Right. Incredibly strong celebrity relationship. They're, even though Freddie Prince Jr. is a fucking weirdo. But, but and, yeah. And, and then, of course, there's the added thing of we are in a weird grouping of people where we kind of can't go to a lot of places without getting recognized. And there's yeah. only so many people who understand what that feels like, especially to the exact level of those two people who are like famous. But like, if you saw him tomorrow on the street, you might go, is that, 
Is that Sarah Michelle Geller? I don't. It couldn't have been. You know, That's it's not like either. it's not like if it was like Paul Rudd. You know, <laughs> right? Yes, that's true. Twenty years ago, right? Different story. Sure. Um, now though, absolutely. And so, but my question though is, is like, whenever you're not on a project together, is it li- like because you know, like once once you get to a certain level of fame, you're both guaranteed to at least know somebody who knows somebody, right? Like you'll sure. be able, like someone can hook you guys. It's like that fucking thing. Did you see that? I mean, you didn't watch Stranger Things, so maybe it hasn't been coming up in your like news articles or whatever but like the kid who plays will like showed doja cats like uh text to him asking him to hook her up with the guy who plays one of the new characters in the new season oh weird she was like is he single like what's going on with him and then like he like showed the text on like tiktok and then doja cat was like that was fucked up why'd you do that (laughs) and everyone was kind of like he's 17 like i don't know he's a kid maybe like be cool about it for a yeah, second right. doja cat and then but, but then everyone was also like that does suck why did you show this like embarrassing dm yeah so anyway that's weird but is that how what my point is is that how it's done like yeah, did man, ben gibbard I don't know did ben give i mean they're both sort of in like she's in music the music scene a little bit because she was in she and him she and him right but do they just have a mutual acquaintance and one of them saw the other at some point and thought, I am attracted to that person. I think I should have a relationship with that person. Yeah, I don't know. Because if you can just like, if if that's when you're famous enough to where you can just like see someone on TV and like be like, that. I wonder if they're single. Yeah. And then like text somebody right. and be like, are they single? Yeah. And then you get to date that person. It was is probably crazy. A, a single line of delineation, you know, a, a degree of separation. He was probably like, "Oh, I'm music friends with M Ward, the him yeah, he of she is. and him." <laughs> I think he literally is music friends with M Ward. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, are they are they in a band together? Maybe. I mean, they've done music together. They have done music together. Yeah. How did? Gosh, I got to look up how they met real fast. Sorry, keep going. Um, so I guess a thought while you're, um, looking at that is doing our podcast and comparing this album to Star Wars for no, a moment. No, I'm uninterested in that. <laughs> um, as Josiah said, it is sort of like reading a book and it's a lot of just like vibe with not a ton of real like action. So I right off the bat don't think it's super Star Wars, although it is a music album that isn't fully a narrative but there is like story to be gleaned from it so it's not not a narrative and a a narrative with music that is at least knocking on the precipice of what a star wars makes (laughs) now they were introduced by their mutual manager so not Ah. nearly as exciting as i thought it was going to be i mean that makes sense i guess because once again they're all connected to a certain extent Sure. I wonder who both their parents are and how rich they are. <laughs> what were you saying? It's a story? It's it's approaching a story and it's approaching interesting music. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting music. Yeah, no, it is interesting. That's for sure. Catchy, action-packed, maybe not, but interesting to be sure. Interesting to be sure. Now, I love the whole album. Um, so... I do think it's interesting and good, but I I have um not I I wouldn't say I have bad taste. I I it's certainly not good taste, but like 
I can't make a playlist that other people on a road trip would enjoy. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Like, I'd be like, hey, we could listen to, like, Death Cab. <laughs> yeah. And people would be like, no. <laughs> no, something actually exciting, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's... Okay, so Ben like, Gibbard... Or we could just not have music on. <laughs> It looks like yeah, I could be sad or just not listening. Yeah, or we could just have the windows down and, like, look outside. <laughs> now, it looks like Ben Gibbard's parents aren't wealthy, but he did have the benefit of being in the Pacific Northwest during the 90s. That's true. So he was right place, right time for sure. music, for sure. It's kind of like, uh, what's-his-face, like, B Bill Gates and Steve Jobs yeah, being in the right place to code computers yeah. in the right time, you know? That's going to be Ben Gibbard for you. That's going to be Ben Gibbard for you. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, you know ben what's Gibbard. crazy? Today at the office, I was listening to this uh, to kind of, you know, not that I needed reminding. I listen to this album regularly. Um, but I got up at one point to talk to someone else. And I looked over my shoulder and the, the person who sits like kind of behind that person I was talking to was listening to Plans by Death Cab. I was like, oh my God. What? <laughs> Twins. That is what I consider to be their other album. <laughs> yeah, the two. Have, there's two of them. Like a dozen, but. They got Plans. They got Transatlanticism. They got Transit Plansitism. Uh -huh. Plans um, at Planticism. Plans at Plans at Plansum. Plansum. Plans them. Um, yeah, it's a good album. It's not... Uh, is it sneaking around? There's a little bit of sneaky... It feels sort of sneaky sometimes. There's some sneakiness. Some um, of these songs sneak up on you. They... They... Uh, they... Um, fumbling in his gray subcompact, stumbling to make contact as the other slept inside. That's kind mm. of sneaking around. Yeah, that's kind of sneaking Skipped around. Skipped your early classes and we learned how our bodies work. <laughs> oh... These are lyrics, yeah, I'm assuming. I mean, I can't stand by all the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> but given it, it's, it's the perfect, it's the fucking Little Miss Sunshine effect, which I suppose is, again, me naming something based on it itself. I'm defining the word with the definition. You, you see or you are exposed to a piece of art that's geared right at your brain and development and intelligence and emotional level of mm -hmm. understanding of the world and you experience it right at that exact right time and then it's just sort of like imprinted on your psyche forever. So like yeah. even the like the lyrics in this that aren't like that, that are fine but they aren't like oh, wow that's poetry as opposed to like oh yeah you were doing like a poem because you're like an emo boy. No matter what, it all is one big death cab chili, and I'm like sure. here to eat it up because it was my favorite food when I was 14 or whatever. Yeah. Well, and he was he was 27 when this album came out, so he was probably like 25, 26 when he was writing these songs. That's funny I mean, because by the time I really connected with it, I was probably 20. Yeah, and oh. he was writing, which, which, like, he could have been writing these songs way before that. But, like, you know, a lot, because a lot of musicians will write songs, come back to them a lot later, or, like, right. you know, find, a, find an album that they fit into. So, who knows when he was actually writing any of these songs? But they were, it was at least in his early and mid 20s, which this absolutely feels like an early mid 20s album. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's as a, a George Lucasy thing. Yeah. He has names from his original draft that didn't appear until, like, Revenge of the Sith. Like, people's names. Yeah, yeah. Pick and choose. Find stuff to put somewhere else. Yeah, right. 
that that you can like slide in somewhere else if need be. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's um I'm so itchy. Gosh, I need to take a shower. Uh, that's going to stay in the recording. Um, <laughs> it's nasty. I'm, there's a sense of, like today when I was listening to it, there's a sense of, because like I said, I was a little worried I was going to listen to it and be like, this doesn't hold up. Right. But it totally does. And But there was a sense of, as a 30-year-old, being like, yeah, I remember these days. Right, right. And not necessarily being like, I, I recognize how this feels now, but more like, right. I remember how this felt, these yeah. feelings, these emotions. Yeah. I, I have, like, a bit more, um, uh, like, it, it feels still a bit more, like, universal for me because it's so vibey and um, yeah. ambient that, mm-hmm. like, I can just turn it on and, like, have 45 minutes go by, you know? Or if I am feeling particularly, like, rainy, I will mm-hmm. I will listen to this too. But yeah, this you're right. Good... It's like it's like a mood album. It's not something that is just like you as a 30-year-old having a good day outside in the sun would be like, "Hey, let's listen to Tiny Vessels." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely a rainy day album. Yeah. It's a, it's it's rainy music for sure. Speaking of that, should we... Well, Camino, that's a rainy planet. Should that's we jump true. into the break? <laughs> yeah, let's jump in. Ready? And we're lack of color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Closing song. <laughs> there we go. Um. So, for our game segment this week, we're going to do our classic album Smasher Pass, but because neither of us cared to actually, like, come up with a game, we're going to do that here now. <laughs> yeah, it's dead. There we go. So, we're going to go through song by song and, and uh, say whether we think it's a smash or a pass. All right, starting out very strong, we've got... John, John, so this is the new year. And... Really strong start to the album. I'm going to give it a smash for sure. Yeah, it's a big smash. I love that it does have like a bit of lead up of just like tone. Like, yes. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. Yeah, boy. I'm listening to it right now as we're talking. Um, yeah. Just this is a rock and roll song uh, despite their better interests. <laughs> totally. Like it doesn't totally, seem totally. like they want to be a rock and roll band by if you were to just listen to this song, but that is a rock and roll song. Are you listening to the first little snippets? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that too so I can remind myself of what things sound like. And now I'm listening to the second song, Lightness, which if oh, you if you boy. had played the song for me, um, I would be able to like give you every single word of the song. Like I'd be able to sing every lyric and then if you asked me what's it called, I would have been like, oh, no, no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, this song was a total pass for me. It's super boring. It is very slow and boring. And again, like, I am I need to kind of calibrate my Smasher Paso meter because this to me is like chapter two of a book. Like I said, um, it it is boring. It does have a thing, a sound in it that I really like. This ha- this album has like sound effects. Is that Star Wars? It has yeah. the kind of like it's almost like a squeaky swing is like the imagery I see in my head. It's like a, mm-hmm. a playground but after dark and it's like an old shitty playground and it's where like these two fucking 20-year-olds would go to like talk about life and love and I like the the sound effect I'm talking about is it's kind of like 
and mm-hmm. I like see squeaky swing in my uh, head. But yeah, no, lightness is kind of a pass if you were making like a playlist. It's not a bad song, but I mean, it's no. like none of these are. And I like the oh wow. Oh yeah, I love that. I like that. That's really good. Like that's a good part. Yeah. But then it kind of just like never gets to a point. I don't yeah, know. Right. It, it like has like a pre-chorus and then no chorus that like yes, they exactly. don't tell you what you know you should want and then it's just like Poof. oh what oh and then there's just nothing <laughs> yeah and you're uh, like well what did they what did they not tell you yeah let's right. move on then let's move okay, on okay so to song three is title and registration oh oh best hit, hit, song hit, on hit, the hit, album hit. maybe is it your favorite it might be my favorite one on the album it's the one that I. It's like the most Death Cab song to me. It's like, so Death Cab. How yeah. Death Cab is it? This one gets a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Like the first lyric is so Death Cab. It's, yes! ins- it's so, I love, I love it. Compartment. Compartment. Isn't accurately named. And everybody knows it. We can just sing the whole freaking song. <laughs> um, and then he... Like, I'm proposing a swift, orderly change. And then he says, like, because behind its doors, there's nothing to keep my fingers warm. It's like, you've spent now 47 seconds of the song, like, talking about this this phrase that you disagree with. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is like my dad being like, well, why do they call it the glove compartment yeah. if there's no gloves in yeah, it? it's like an amateur stand-up comedian. You yeah, don't have then, your gloves in there. Like, yeah, okay. But then he know. just spent, like, he spent, like, four lines of poetry being like, this is why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am protesting the name <laughs> yeah. of the glove compartment. Yeah. Kind of just like meandery lyricism, but love it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I also love the, it feels like sort of pared down. Like it's not like, it's not like real acoustic drums. It's like a drum track kind of thing, like a crunchy clappy track. And then like the guitar is like plunky. There's no like, um, uh, sustained like a pad or a violin, you know, it's, it's just yeah. like plunky. Yeah, for sure. Um, great song, though. The next really one is song. Expo 86. Ooh, also a really? big old smash for me. I'm like listening to, like, I again, I don't like associate track names with sound. It's a slow build. Yeah. It's yeah. a slow build. Sometimes you might have to I feel the cycle never ends. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really picks up with the, I am waiting for something yeah, to go wrong. Yeah. Man, you know what this album does at least a couple times is that like kind of slow churn and then like a big thing and then back to just like slow churn again. Yeah. Which we're in a couple of tracks from now, we'll get to, I think, what is my favorite on the album. This one's really rock and roll too. Like there's a, re- a real like some like crunchy guitars going yeah, yeah. on and I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Really this good. is this is a, a smash. I would not have known any of the names of these songs either. But then, like listening to them today, like a lot of them came back to me. Yeah. But I had no idea that, that what the names of them were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know oh. what they do? They do that like I'm waiting for something, and then it goes back to the kind of like churn, and then there's that like big bridgey chorusy explosion that like yeah. and oh. it's strange. Totally, it works so well. Maybe I will put these in like in the background a little bit. I don't know. We'll see how much time I have when I'm editing this episode. Okay, next song. All right, next song. 
Definitely don't need to remind myself what it sounds like because the title is the chorus. The Sound of Settling. Wait, no, we missed. Oh, no, you're right. Or no, did we? That's next on mine. You're right. The Sound of Settling is next. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> this is a classic, like, this is a sad song, but they gave it a nice poppy, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, energy and, like, an, a nice poppy chorus to make you, to trick you. Yeah, right. So and it's got hand along. claps in it, which I will always give a smash. Oh, yeah. Because they're smash. smashing their hands together. They're smashing their hands together. How can I not give a smash? Um, um, that's okay. a really, it's a really good song. It's a smash. Number six, Tiny Vessels. Yeah, this one is a smash. This is like my definitive smash of the album. Oh, really? You love it? I love this song. She is beautiful, but she don't mean a thing to me. Yeah, yeah. which like thinking about, again, the lyrics, I would say like that sounds a bit emo melodramatic and it isn't, isn't necessarily something I fully relate to but the thing that this song really grabs me with is that middle part where it just like completely changes its mind of like what the tone is you know yeah yeah, like i wanted to believe that all the words that i was speaking that whole part yeah uh, it's really good i fucking love that part and it does that like um that like David Bowie heroes thing where it just like keeps building. It like doesn't stop. building. Yes. And you're like, is this sustainable? <laughs> yeah. And then like right at the very end, it's like getting so loud. And then it goes back to the like, doom, 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 yeah, it's good shit. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Really shit. good emotional ride. So now we're to the title track. Uh-huh. Now here's, Atlanticism. here's, here's what I wrote in my notes. Honk shoe. <laughs> That is so funny because I love this song. Now, here's what I wrote. It's a pass for me until it gets to the I need you so much closer part. Totally, yeah. Once that's once they get to the point of the song, yeah. I'm totally in. Yeah. The first half of the song, forget about it. I can just literally get rid of it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> the idea of Mike like, is like personally offended. I right was now. standing on the surface of a perforated sphere when the water filled every hole. Like he's talking about, like the f- creation of Earth and the formation of oceans being a symbol of distance between a relationship. Yeah, man. And then saying like most people were overjoyed, they took to their boats. He's like, but I'm sad. I don't like the water because it means my girlfriend lives far away. <laughs> my girlfriend's on the other end of Pangea. <laughs> I can't yeah, get to right. her now. I love it. I love that. I think again, it's like emo poetry. So like, I don't know whether or not it's smart, but I'm not smart, so it resonates with me. And then yeah, the like, the um. I need you so much closer over and over has a real like trance inducing thing. It's kind of like, I want you. She's so heavy by the Beatles. You know, it's like too long of a song for only being like 11 words, but yet like I will never skip that song because I'm always like, yeah, give me every different version of this. You can think of John. Yeah. Once, (laughs) once it gets in your head, it stays in your head and then you're like, it just stays. They get through the she's so heavy part. And then they're like, Ringo, you want to do a different drum beat? (laughs) And it's just like an exploration of variation on a theme. And like, this is less so that like it kind of maintains one vibe the whole time. But yeah, like I, I love this song. And and they do. It may be. 
But it is you know what else I love song. is sleeping. <laughs> I do love sleeping. I would list some of these songs are lullabies. Totally. And like this one is a little bit. And I, I do love the last half of the song. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really good. Um, it it so reminds me on. of some of stuff. Like the nonstop repetition of a single like phrase is something they do like semi-frequently. Yeah, right. Like there's, what's that other song I will song possess your heart. Yes, I will possess like, your heart. It's it's like three whole minutes of just like one musical phrase mm, over and over before yes. the words even start. Yeah, and then then it's just like the same words over and over again. Totally, yeah. very death cab. Very death yeah, cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next is passenger seat. Yes. I don't even remember what this one sounds like. I gave it a pass. It's it's like a a poetry with music in the background. It's it's sweet. But like, if I'm calibrated to, I have to, I have to pass a few. This one might be a pass. It's, it's like imagery. It's kind of like night swimming by REM. Like you can just sort of like see the song, you know. I'm sending this list to my brother and telling him we're smashing and passing transatlanticism. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, there's there's not like a chorus to this song per se. It's just sort of like meandering piano while he sings although it does have that fun little bit toward the end that's like when you feel embarrassed i'll be your pride like he just again it's i think a common thread throughout this album is like um meandering and then every so often he'll be like shit uh uh, an actual idea here yeah yeah, (laughs) and and then it goes back to meandering totally but that's my shit <laughs> that's your shit baby what yeah. can you say yeah i also gave the next one death of interior decorator a pass because i kind of don't remember what that one sounds like either yeah that has like a kind of funny chorus the like can you tell me why you have been so sad oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's kind of fun yeah i can i can kind of like it, it. but again yeah, if i'm bad. making some kind of like best of i might not put that on there but I also wouldn't be in a position where I'm curating a best of Death Cab album because, again, I only know two or three of them well, sure. and I insist on listening to them from front to back. <laughs> yes, they are a full experience. Yeah. So after that uh, is We Look Like Giants, Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll, Total Smash. Yeah. Interesting love, love, love this time one. signature, or, or if it's not an interesting time signature, it's at least an interesting like swing to the actual drum beat. Yes. Yeah, big banger song. This is the one where he says, we learned how our bodies worked. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, it's a really cool drum beat. Very rock and roll. Yeah. That's a smash. So smash. And, and we're in the, the last, last song of the with album. a lack of color, yeah. Also a smash for me. Yeah, I think it's a good ender. They, they have, uh, on Plans has a similar ending song that it's just like, um, quiet, and like emotional <laughs> yeah it's really good and then of course it ends with that like which like ties right back into the beginning yeah that's really neat which of course is the new year so so could you say that this song is one year of time i think you could, I think you could too. the album the album is a year oh yeah sorry think? the album yeah yeah that's really neat i like that it rolls right into the new year I like that a lot. Well, there you have it. There's the smash and pass for transatlanticism. Great we dang record. did it. Great <laughs> record. Great record. A record, if you will. A classer. 
Browned Graking Grecker. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Let's do our podcast for a little bit before we wrap up. Oh, what do you yeah, think? Shit. Uh, how are we going to do our podcast? Well, Jeez. Uh, now, was Eno involved or did they just use those cards? I think they just used the cards. I was talking about them at work today because of, um, like I said, like I was listening to an album while a friend of mine also was. Um, and someone else said like, Oh, did you ever watch six feet under? Which I haven't. I, I was like a little late to that in terms of how old I was when it was relevant. But, um, Mm -hmm. I watched Dexter, which was his big next show. And, uh, apparently they used a lot of death cab in six feet under. (laughs) Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. I never saw that either. That's that was like, man, do you remember back in the aughts whenever a band could break out by getting a song on like Grey's Anatomy or something? Totally. That was crazy stuff. Yeah. Or like, like an so... iTunes commercial or an iPod yeah. commercial. It could really launch your whole career. They, it would be like a banger. It'd be like um Okay Go or something. Yeah. Or uh uh yeah, another band that's just like Franz, the Franz Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> the then, one. And then you you see that commercial and it's like exciting. It's like green and pink and yellow and it's like black silhouettes with white headphones dancing. And then if you go to iTunes, the first thing you see because it's like on the homepage is like listen to the new song from the iTunes commercial and it's like okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so good. Man, that's crazy that that man, it's crazy how slower things moved back then. Yeah, yeah. Like you could see a commercial with a song and go find the song on the internet as opposed to like nowadays where every song is everywhere all the time. Right, right. And like you don't need marketing. I mean, you do need marketing for songs, but it's more like it did it go viral on TikTok. Yeah. And if it did, then like congratulations. Yeah, man, I I think about that shit all the time, especially after having watched Bo Burnham's Inside for the second time. I was just like, oh, oh everything yeah. is bad. There was a tweet yeah. that was going around, I think like yesterday or the day before, and it was like, um, why am I sad all the time? I say while looking at the flashlight whose main job is giving me bad news. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that too. Uh, it's very true. We love looking at blue lights yeah. that hurt our eyeballs yeah. and, and mess up our circadian <laughs> Blue lights do matter when it comes to your eyeballs because they will mess that shit up. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it does suck. Everything is bad and moves too fast. Yeah. And we need to go back once again. We said this on the Patreon recently. We need to go back. Yeah. Kate, we got to go back. We got to go back. Um, so if you're listening to this after that Smasher Pass we just did, I, uh, I would love to, I, I want you to tweet at us or comment on our Instagram or somehow write us an email, hell, um, and, and convey the following information. Do do you also first of all do you care about this album and if you don't why are you listening to this episode? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? But what are like, you doing? Do do you agree with our takes slash also like this record and then follow up? How old are you? <laughs> yeah, how old are you? Are you thirty yeah. like us? Yeah. Um, my brother, I sent him my Smasher Pass list, and my brother said, "I honestly cannot give a pass to any of those tracks. That is like my all-time favorite and most listened to album." There of all you time. go. Yeah. Tell him I was I reluctantly gave passes to ones because I felt like I had to give at least one or two passes, but otherwise I would listen to it from top to bottom. Yeah, I'll tell him. Yeah. 
it's 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 something about like if you're a thirty something white guy, this out al- like whether or not you know it that well, this album probably means something to you. Yeah, right. Like that's just what this album is. Yeah, I uh, I, I I'm really reaching for things that Star Wars might fall into play but you know being an ocean away from your your it's very significant other is very like prequels yeah very padme and anakin Um, yeah also very hamilton you won't be an ocean away (laughs) be ocean away um yeah it's very it's very like expansive and like emotional and dramatic yeah which it's which naboo star wars, it's camino it's, it's giving naboo it's, it's yeah giving it's, it's like rainy planet down boots whoa i am going to fall asleep in a minute and a half <laughs> yeah listeners we've been recording <laughs> since like 6 45 and it's now 9 50 <laughs> Yeah, I just like hit a wall just now, like a very physical, like dunk. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I was like, we covered oh. all the album. What's the rest of the? How much what more do we time do, do we have the re- to fill? What do we do for the rest of the show? I if we start wrapping up like, now, oh, will right, it ta- Star Wars. Will fuck. it take nine minutes to wrap up the show? We could make it take nine minutes, can't we? Yeah, um, like we could I, just my sing eyes, transatlanticism. <laughs> my eyes aren't working anymore. I can't see anything. Yeah, I don't. They're open. Mike can confirm that my eyes are open, but they are not registering visual data. They are no longer registering visual data. big main character named Ben. Big main character energy Uh (laughs) is what Ben Gibbard has. And yeah, it's it's rainy, it's vibey. So like Star Wars, again, has more action than this album does. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is this is more like a vibe. But, hey, we've said this word over and over, like poetry from the sort of emo standpoint. <gasps> it rhymes. George Lucas, it's like poetry. It, it, it rhymes. There we go. That's that's gonna give it some points mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I think it's like a a little higher because of the vibiness of it. Because uh-huh. this this fits into certain pockets of Star Wars. Sure. Like if you to, if you were playing this without. If it was in like Simlish, you know, and it was like Scrabble, Zindle, Plang, Doom, Slang, Blom, and it was in like a like a diner in Star Wars, I'd be like, sure, yeah, yeah, this could be Star Wars music, yeah, for in sure. like a in a diner where like it's at Dex's diner, but it's like a rainy night while someone's yes. like going over the facts of a case, and they're like, what am I missing? It's just yeah, sort of like it, sad ambience. <laughs> yeah, the the the, the vibiness of it could fit into Star Wars very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's give it a rating because my dog is gonna dig a hole into my leg because she wants <laughs> to go outside. I saw a TikTok yesterday of a guy like walking over toward like the little pen area where his dog is, and he's saying something like "Crouton, you are my very happy special boy." And then he gets there and like. The Dog has just ripped up the like it looks like wood, but it's like linoleum flooring. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, crouton, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Our table, yeah, it's broken. Totally. Uh, classic. I don't know. We did a piss poor job of relating this to Star Wars. No, um, we did. Hey, my. it's not good and evil, it's more just like sad. Yeah, it's in the middle. Anakin's fall. 
coming from a point of like he wants to try to save the woman he loves who he's not allowed to be with that's kind of this like ocean that's between them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a tra- mm-hmm. the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise <laughs> yes 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 but I don't know this is less tragedy and more just like I'm sad <laughs> it's yeah it's vibity I miss my like, girlfriend <laughs> I miss my girlfriend I wish we weren't an ocean away uh-huh. and not like oh she died right right um Let's see. Let's give it a unit of measure then. Yeah. I'm going to give it some uh, like real drum and electric guitars coming in going jun 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 jun. And I'm going to give it um holes upon a perforated sphere. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Um I'm gonna just give it a two. I know. I I like him I'm struggling to come up with a rationale to give it any number other than two. The de facto I was gonna say like th- whatever number. <laughs> I was gonna give it a three, but then that felt insane. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't it weird that we've two developed- is also insane. Farmers <laughs> markets got a one and a two. I don't know. Like we said, it is a concept album to a degree. So like, yeah. it is all one piece with a semblance of like a narrative or rather a theme. So I think two is better than one, but yeah, a three is not correct. (laughs) No, three is wrong. Three would be incorrect for sure. Well, let's finish up. We got to go to bed. Do you you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at how Star Wars isn't on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at a good podcast at gmail.com because that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Email us so we get something that's not spam. Yeah, email we love us you. how old you are if you are also a straight white guy and you're in your 30s and you like this album. <laughs> yes, please do all of that. And the email us if that's not the case and tell us what is different from that. Um, you should tell them about the Patreon, which we mentioned earlier. Yeah, do we... you do you need us so much closer? Do you? Well, you should uh, go over to patreon.com slash how Star Wars is it, where we drop a weekly bonus episode, uh, including things like brainstorming a children's book idea uh, or just talking about our lives. Um, We also do a monthly kind of more long form thing like a film commentary. Uh, That's all over there at $5 a month. You get all that. Uh, weekly slash monthly stuff but then of course all the previous entries all the back catalog it's all there available at patreon so go check us out on there um and of course you also get access to our discord where we can chat about uh if you think this is a good album or band (laughs) yes please come on in and talk to us we love it yeah um, but that's everything. So, sandwiches to Star Wars. It's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. Oh, baby, so, is it? Like we always say, we, we love, love you, you. And, and may the, the force be with you. you. Bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs>Like, the only times today that I was not looking at a computer and honestly, like, not on Zoom was, like, the time before going to work, the half hour between getting home from work and starting this, and then presumably, like, the second we close now and I go to bed. That's too much time. Yeah.